السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له أشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدًا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرًا ونذيرًا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد My dear brothers and sisters who are present in the masjid and those who are listening through the social media I start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the uncounted ni'mah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon the ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My dear brothers, it is our rights today to be happy, to receive the ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yawmul eid, yawmul mazid, the day of eid, the day of happiness, the day of receiving the rewards from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the day when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala proudly look at the ummah and he tells his angels malaika look at my servants for the whole month they did what they did only for myself kullu amal ibn adam lahu this is one ibadah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has referred it back to himself personally. That my servants from morning till evening for the whole month, he stopped from his halal risk. That is eating and drinking for the whole month only to please me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks the malaika, what is the reward for my servant who have fulfilled their requirements, they have fulfilled the rights of the holy month of Ramadan, they have given the rights to the fasting of the month of Ramadan. And the malaika replies back, Ya Allah, the servant who has done their job requires full payment, full reward, full ajr. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through his mercy tells the malaika be witness that I have forgiven my servants and they have returned as the day they were born from when they came to this world. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. This is the blessings of the month of Ramadan. Laysa al-Eidu liman labis al-jadid. Eid is not about wearing new clothes. Eid is about thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he says to the malaika, be my witness as I have forgiven my servant. That is the ultimate goal. For the whole month of Ramadan, we put all our schedule aside, all our normal activities aside, 
the day become longer, the nights become longer. Our sleepings become minimum. Our ibadat becomes longer. Standing at night in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for hours. Reading the Quran, Kitabullah, the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for long hours. Asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the duas for forgiveness. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the ni'mah in the month of Ramadan that we cannot find in any other days. As the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa goes saying that awwaluhu rahma, that rahma can only be found in the month of Ramadan. وَأَوْسَطُهُ مَغْفِرَةً And that maghfira could be only found in the month of Ramadan. وَآخِرُهُ عِتْكُمْ مِنَ النَّارِ And that عِتْكُمْ مِنَ النَّارِ Protection from the hellfire could only be found in the month of Ramadan. My dear brothers, Eid is not about celebrating like others. Eid is about celebrating Eid within the limits of Islam. Eid is not for that one who has performed all five salat in the month of Ramadan and comes on the Eid day, they miss their Fajr, they miss their Dhuhr, they miss their Asr, they miss their Maghrib and they miss their Isha. This is not the way to pay back Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For the whole month, we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kama haqqahu. We fasted as it was supposed to be fast. We did the tilawa as we should be doing the tilawa. Let's not make that the month of Ramadan is the only month that we pick up the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we, we touch it to our hearts. And then comes after Ramadan, we put it away in the shelf and we forget about it. This is not a Muslim. The Kitabullah, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us in the hadith, Al-Quran The Quran will come on the day of Qiyamah. Either it will protect you and it will intercede for you in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah make us amongst those, insha'Allah. Or the Quran, na'udhu billah, will come against you and, 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 and in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a complaint that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this person in the dunya never read me, never took me near him, never kept me alive in his heart. Imagine what situation are we going to be on the day of Qiyamah if the Quran starts complaining against us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's not be amongst those that we, we, we challenge each other, we race against each other to finish the Quran from, book, from cover to cover only in the month of Ramadan. Let's not become apart-timers. The Quran, the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was revealed for the mankind to guide them from birth to death. Unfortunately, human beings today, we are looking for peace of heart, peace of mind in other than remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us in the Quran, we will not find the peace of heart, peace of mind, illa bidhikrillah. In the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the reading the Quran, understanding the Quran, bringing the Quran into our life. Many of us, has, we have made the habit of visiting the graves 
of our marhumin only on the Eid days. This is not the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the hadith is very clear. Visit the graves, and the reason is not because my loved one is lying in that grave. Visit the graveyard, not because my loved one is lying in that graveyard, but visit the graveyard because there is a remembrance, remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is a reminder that antum you have gone forth and soon we will be coming after you. When we go to visit the graveyard and you ponder yourself, what is life all about? When we go and read the plaque on the grave and you see there, you don't need a PhD for that. Look at the date of birth and the date of the, uh, the, de uh, the death date. Calculate and see how long this person has lived on earth and you'll find it 30, 40, 50, 60, 80. But then count how long they have lived under the earth and you'll see people have lied down in the grave for more than 100 years, for more than 200 years. It means the life on earth is much shorter than the life in the grave. And the life hereafter is for eternal, there is no end to it. So how can a human being, we have spent so much time running after the life in the dunya, which is so short, compared to preparation of the life in the Qabr, which is longer than the life of, on the dunya. A person is on the earth for 80 years, for 100 years, but the person is in the grave for longer than that. Visit the graves, not because I have a loved one dying there. Visit the graves so I can prepare myself for that journey. We don't have to go to the graveyard to pray for our loved ones. We are supposed to pray for them on every salat. We're supposed to remember them in every dua. It doesn't mean that I have to go to the grave, then only my dua will reach them. Every good deed, every good action, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends to them. You give a sadaqah on, your, on the behalf of your loved ones, it reaches them. You read the Quran on the behalf of their loved ones, it reaches them. You do a good action, good deed, it reaches them. There's a lot of misunderstanding that only, if I only go to the grave, to the cupboard, then I do dua, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will listen to, the, to my duas for them. This is a misunderstanding. We are supposed to be praying for our parents. After every salat, they have left this world, they have nothing, they cannot do anything, help themselves. But we are here to help them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us in the Quran, Adu'uni astajib lakum. Why do we make the dua like a spare tire? Only use it when you have a puncture. And even then, I don't even know how to change my tires. 
Why do why asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only when I'm in trouble? Only when I need something. As it goes in the hadith Qudsi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ibn Adam, why are you asking me for tomorrow? Why are you asking me for tomorrow when I have not even put the, the, the ibadat for tomorrow compulsory on you? The Salatul Dhuhr of today is not first yet. The Salatul Dhuhr of today is not first yet until the time arrives. Can someone pray Dhuhr now? No, you can't. Because the time has not arrived yet. It means it's not first until the time arrives. If someone passes away before the time arrives, the Salatul Dhuhr of that day was not first on them. So Allah is asking us, why are you asking me for tomorrow? When even the tomorrow is ibadah, I have not made compulsory on you yet. Until the time arrives. We're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the next 10 years. Is it because we don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah tells in the hadith Qudsi, Yabni Adam, why are you worried about your sustenance? Why are you worried about your risk when I created the seven, the seven heavens and earth without any difficulty? Do you think I'm going to have a problem feeding you? Let's change it around. If we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more often, we won't need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for sustenance. Rather than asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let's make a habit of thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, the more we thank Him, the more He will give. Why do we have doubts in that? We keep asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep giving. By how many times have I thanked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Today is the day to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at, look at us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's now announcing each of us by name to those who are better creation than human being. The malaika. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is announcing to them, taking our name, mentioning our names, that I have forgiven my servant, Fulan ibn Fulan ibn Fulan. So honor. Today, if a high profile person, a king or someone, a rich person, mention our name in his gatherings, we feel so proud. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning our names in the gathering of malaika. Not only that, Allah has promised us forgiveness. Not only that, Allah has promised us to change our bad deeds to good deeds, to wipe out our sins and to exchange them for ajr and thawab. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallahu, Allahu Akbar. Let's bring that spirit that we had in the month of Ramadan to the next 11 months.
Wallahi, the enemy number one, Iblis, has been released from the captive of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where he captured him and kept him away from us for the whole month. And all he's saying is let me see those people who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his mercy wipe their sins, clean their sheet, give them a clean sheet. Now my job is back again and my, I'm back on duty to make sure that each one of them are back on their sins again. Are we going to allow him to do that? Because we need to ask ourselves, if I was worshipping Ramadan, Ramadan it's gone. If I was worshipping Ramadan, Ramadan is gone. Now who are you going to worship? And if Allah, we are worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah has been, He is, and He will remain forever. Let's not become a part-timers. It's not what the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us. Let's not only pray our salat in the month of Ramadan. Let's not be one of those who read the Quran only in the month of Ramadan. Let's not those who raise their hands in dua only in the month of Ramadan. The isjabu dua, the time where the dua is accepted, it was not only in Ramadan. Ramadan was not the month of ibadah, but Ramadan was the month of doing extra. We're supposed to be doing ibadah all our life. We're supposed to be worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every single day. Every single moment to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our hearts. And for, for those who for many years we have the habit on the eighth day to cross the limit of celebrating. When I say cross the limit, the limit that we've been given in Sharia according to our deen Islam. Celebrating is not about going annoying other people. Celebrating is not going about blocking the roads. Celebrating is not going about honing cars, horns around on the streets. Celebrating is not about putting the flags of our countries on the cars and, and, and representing Islam and Muslims. I don't feel shy to tell you the truth. You'll see a Pakistani put the flag of Pakistan and the Indian put the flag of Indian. Egyptian put the flag of Egypt. African put the flag of Africa. That is not Islam and that's not the Muslims. That came to divide us, not to unite us. We have only one flag and that is La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. When you are doing whatever you are doing out there, remember you are representing Islam and Muslims. When you are blocking that road, you are giving the Islam the bad name. You are giving a Muslims a bad name. If you really want to truly celebrate Eid, then they follow the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Celebrate it within the limits. To celebrate Eid is not about missing the Dhuhr Salat. Celebrating Eid is not about missing your Maghrib Salat. It's not about missing your Isha Salat and your Fajr Salat in bed. 
That means we are giving the winning to the shaitan and we become the losers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised us maghfirah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in the hadith Qudsi that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it doesn't matter how much sin you have committed my servant it doesn't matter come back to me and I will forgive you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran O Muhammad tell my servants Ya ibadi alladhina asrafu la taqnatu min rahmatillah tell my servants who have put faith in me, who have iman on me, who have done wrong to their heart, to themselves. It doesn't matter how much you've wronged yourself, how much you have sinned. Shaitan is telling us, you have committed so many sins, now there's no chance for forgiveness. Continue. While Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, my servant, all I need is for you to come back to me, ask me, beg me, I will forgive you. That's it. Wallahi. Shaitan tells us, continue with the bad habits. Continue missing your salat. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, my servant, I'm here for you. I'm listening to you. Just beg me once, I'll forgive you. Just ask me for maghfirah, I'll forgive you. If we don't raise our hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we don't keep asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we don't beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my dear brothers, it means we have ego, we have takabur. That's a sign of shaitan, not a sign of mu'min. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dislikes the person who doesn't ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who fed us when we were babies? Who clothed us when we were babies? Who looked after us when we were babies? It was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And who's looking after us today? It's the same Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only difference is people with our mind thinking that because now I've got some muscles in my body, I have a good job, I have a good lifestyle, it is me. We forget to return the favors back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My dear brothers, time doesn't allow me. All I request is we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this day of happiness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to shower his mercy upon the ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa qawlu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisa'id al-muslimina fa astaghfiruhu innahu huwa al-ghafoor rahim